It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. All right, trying this again. Haima Black with Femdot here. Um, man, I'm not going to like recap too much. We were just saying that you had a huge year last year, built this incredible foundation. I want to keep going with it, man. But, um, but talk about like all the work that you've been putting in up to now because you have had you've put out a number of EPs, you repurpose that into a larger body of work, which you're going to talk about, but you've got a lot going on. Yeah, something like that. So, I mean, I guess everything kind of started like up to this point in like 2014. Right. Um, when I came back from Penn State to Chicago uh, to like focus really on music and school, obviously, but mostly music. And um, since then I've dropped a project. Um, since then I've dropped like a, a smaller EP, which actually has like one of my larger songs, which is super random. And then um, from there, really just been showing face, trying to make sure I meet people, people can like recognize me, know what I look like, know who I am, um, trying to interact with as many people as possible. Um, just like I feel like the easiest way to kind of get involved in something is for people to actually be able to like put a name to a face. Like if you email somebody something like, but they have no idea what you look like, it's a lot harder to like kind of blend stuff together. So, um, Yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to say, I have I feel like I've seen you at a bunch of stuff lately. Yeah. I, uh, I saw you at like a Havas part, like an annex party. Yeah. Like I've seen you a lot. That was a good, that was a good, that was a good. It was party. a good part. It was like that the was, juggernaut party, but, but you've been party. out there putting in the work and showing up places. So I yeah. think that's incredible. Um, so something big that just happened for you very recently is you yeah. just came off your first tour. Yeah. Um, you were in like DC, New York, Philly, and that was with yeah. like Quaku Collins, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was, How was that? That was fun, man. Um, like New York sold out, DC was packed, Philly was was really really dope too. Because I had a lot of people that I went to college with at Penn State come to. Oh, so how cool! Was, so that was like the like kind of homecoming. Kinda, show yeah, yeah. kinda. Uh, it was fun, man. Uh, it was it was dope. I had Elliot with me. I had uh, my manager Tamika with me, and uh, mm-hmm. my DJ Shy with me, and uh, you know my producer. Um, and it was really dope to just be out uh, and about. It was just nothing but like really good energy and. Uh, Good vibes. Uh, it was it was fun. Uh, we have from like stories and like posters and all this other stuff that like from tour that's like super funny. Uh, it was cool. It was cool. It was a cool experience. It was like my first one. So um, to be able to go out and to do it with friends and to have it like feel how it felt, right, um, was was really dope. So like I could have been at home. So you know. So so you were just you were just happy to be out there. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like. I could be doing a thousand different things, but instead, like, I'm able to, you know, go and rap somewhere and, you know, have somebody know who I am off the music I make in my room. Right, you know? right. So, and you, that was with uh, Kwaku. And mm-hmm. were you guys friends before that? Like, do you had, like, did you have, like, a, a good relationship with Kwaku before so the tour? I actually met Kwaku, like, quite recently, actually, like, in the past year or so, because um, I started working more and more with CS. Mm hmm. Um, but uh, we have mutual friends because he's from Evanston. I was born in Evanston, so like I know kind of like we know some similar people. <laughs> Shout out Evanston. Evanston, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Evanston's cool. I mean, Northside period. Um, and then like uh, so we know kind of similar people. But I I moved away, and then I, when I came back up north, I pretty much was only in like Uptown or Rogers Park. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I met him more or less just to I record a soundscape. I've been recording a soundscape since I was like 15, 16. So just from always being in that space and then us just bumping into each other. And he's a super cool dude, super, super chill dude. Um, and we kind of just, you know, we've been cool ever since. Like, it's not a reason to not be cool with Kwaku. Like, oh, no, absolutely. doesn't do anything to, like, you know, throw you off. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm, not, I'm not trying to be like, yeah, no, no, but no, what no, about definitely. that dude? Yeah, no. Fuck it. Yeah, no, 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 no. But it's just, yeah, so there's no reason not to be cool with him. So, uh, but the tour definitely, it was cool to see him in his element because he's super, like, he's low-key reserved. Like, he don't really do too much, but on mm-hmm. stage, he's like, you know, he's like an extrovert, which is kind, which is kind of dope. So, shout out to Quaku, man. He yeah, he had a good really 2017. Well yeah, he had a real good 2017. And and so, you know, you mentioned doing stuff with Closed Sessions, the mm-hmm. of course the Chicago hip hop label. Yeah. Um, Alex Fructor, um, Mike Kolar. I mean, everybody. If you're watching Dynasty Podcast, you know what Closed Sessions is. But <laughs> but Closed Sessions, who also had a huge year in 2017, yeah. talk about how you got involved with them and talk about what that partnership means and what it looks like. Um. So. Like I said, I've been recording at um, Soundscape since I was like about 15, 16. I would just go there and record. Um, so I have a pretty good relationship with the the space in general. Um, they're like creative director, like Bridges. I've known him for a oh, while yeah. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we, he's like one of like one of my really good friends. So um, and then Jabari, uh, you know Jack Red, like you know mm-hmm. I. I these are some people I worked very close with for quite some time. I used to like submit to Ruby Hornet, you know, back when that was a thing, um, and stuff like that. So I've always kind of had a relationship with them. But then, um, as time went along, and like as 2017 was, you know, going, you know, and stuff was happening, they reached out um, to distribute my next project, and we went back and forth and talked about everything, kind of seeing how stuff would would fit and what in what realm like these things can happen and stuff like that. Because um, I, obviously I have my own management. I have all my own stuff mm-hmm. myself. I've been doing all of my own stuff, you know, up to this point with me and my team. So um, going about it just the right way. But we were able to kind of come to a, uh, an agreement and understanding what we wanted to do. Um, so right as of right now, pretty much they're uh, distributing my next my next project, which I'm really excited about, and um, I'm able to like you know use their space to do it, which is really dope. So, I mean that's um, incredible because you have a studio and you have the label there, pretty yeah. much all in house. Yeah, and like you said, a number of your peers. And I was reading the Billboard interview you did, I think back in October, mm-hmm. and you were talking about like the fact that Alex Fructor, again, closed sessions, Alex Fructor, like he supported you since like. Like you were like 16 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of my first like earlier posts, you know, um, because at a point in time, you know, it was it was Ruby Horn and it was Fake Shore Drive. Like they yeah, were kinda, those are the originators. Right. So, um, you know, like getting on Ruby Horn, it was a big deal. Oh, absolutely. Know? So especially when I was younger, like being like 15, 16. So um, like from him kind of finding stuff, you know, then earlier and then from now on and kind of working together. Is uh is is pretty cool. So um, it's, it's it is definitely history there. Um, oh, absolutely, and and yeah, it's got to be nice to work with like a really close knit team of people that you know that you trust, and it's not just like it's not some guy in an office in New York you've yeah. never met. Yeah, I mean it's um it's interesting because it's like I'm still able to pretty much do all the stuff I did before I started working with them. Mm-hmm. Um, like I spend a lot of time really picking out the people you know, around me to work with. So it's, uh, but it's cool to, to be able to, um, to, to involve them in, in what we have going on and kind of just pick their brain about stuff. But for yeah. the most part, we still do a lot of the, the same stuff we did before, but just to be able to, you know, 
uh, have them as a resource is pretty cool. When I saw that pairing, I was just I was really stoked because I was like, man, that's that's a lot of good people finding each other who are mm-hmm. going to do really great work together. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So something else, something you and I talked about when we did our interview last last spring, spring yeah. seventeen, is the fact that you're in school. You know, and we talked last time about how you're in enrolled at, at uh, not Columbia. Everybody who's on this podcast usually from Columbia, from but Columbia, you're at DePaul, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're finishing up your, I think, biological science or yes. biological health kind of. Thank the Lord. Yeah. yeah. So, but we talked last time about how I thought it was interesting that you were finishing versus. You know, a lot of people when they start to get a little bit of momentum, they drop yeah. out of college. So, so now you're really close to the finish line, right? I'm very close to the <laughs> finish line. Are you graduating this spring? I'm done in March. I got oh two and a half months. I'm five. Oh, that's right. You guys are on like that quarter thing. Eighteen credits away. I'm five classes away from my degree. That's I amazing. Took a, I was t- that's kind of why I was late. I took a quiz. I was finishing a quiz before I got here for my biology of poverty class. Um, That's am- so here's the thing. Most of the time when somebody's late for the podcast, it's like they were smoking weed or like whatever. And you're like, sorry, I had to finish my, what was it? Biology. Of- my, my biology of poverty quiz. See, that's such a good reason. That's such a good reason. It's hard to be mad at I mean, that. I only got like two more months to use these reasons though. Like- <laughs> no, but, it, but it's amazing. And so, you know, you said last time that you were really finishing because music isn't the only thing you want to do with your life. And you saw your music work in it, you know, in addition to its own merit, also being a tool that you could use to also do good work with your degree. Yeah. Is that still kind of the, the idea? Yeah, no, it's all still the same thing. I mean, it took a while to get to that point to kind of be like, oh, like, but you're given certain tools and certain, like, things that, um, talents or whatever, that you are given in order to, you know, complete and do something bigger for the world, I feel like. Absolutely. And, um, music, songwriting, you know, other than helping myself is always something that, like, also, like, that uh, a tool that I have, but at the end of the day, I just want to help people, you know. And I feel like um, I, I always want to help people's health. And um, but if I'm speaking on that as somebody with a degree as well, it makes it a lot more easier for people to believe what I'm saying. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so I, I definitely want to use like the the platform that I get from music to segue into something in which where I can help you know, specific like black communities, specifically in Chicago to start, um, just, you know, in terms of health. And, well, that's you know. so like, I think that's so important because it's like, okay, I grew up in Oak Park mm-hmm. and to get to Oak Park, I mean, you can take 290 to get yeah. to and from the city to Oak Park, but you can also, honestly, I found a lot of times it was quicker for me to drive down Lake Street, sometimes yeah. Division, sometimes North Avenue. And a lot of these areas of the West Side, they're food deserts. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not telling us anything we don't know, but it's like, it is... That's problematic. Yeah. That's a real issue. That impacts people's health. It impacts their nutrition options, you yeah. know? And when so many of those neighborhoods only have liquor stores or mm-hmm. fast food options or corner stores versus anything that has like fresh produce, it's yeah. like that's that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, and it's not and it's really just any pockets that you have like like for me, for what I see, any pockets where there's a a a large like demographic of like working class or like low income like black people you sure. see these pockets because you can even go to the suburbs you can go to harvey you can go to dalton you can go to you know riverdale you can go to these places you can go up north to certain areas in rogers park you can go to uh certain pockets of uptown mm-hmm. where it's like and even certain areas in evanston depending on what you know what oh, yeah. parts are you on you know if you're in the south end or the west end or etc where you see these pockets and it's like 
And for me, being someone who was kind of like uh, just been able to see different sides of the city just from how I move and just understand stuff and to see that things are so similar in certain areas because of this. And it's like, okay, so what can I do to change this? Because um, I feel like Chicago has a lot of like elements that are found like just in the country and in the world in general, you know, like the good, the bad, et cetera. So sure. what can I do to change that here so then I can try that on a larger scale? Because that, that's the reality. Like there's not, you're not going to find many green spaces, you know, where people can go out and want, you know, you're not going to find many places that are just upkept and that plays into mental health. You're not, you know, these schools are closing. You're seeing, sure. um, you know, food deserts as well, but also just like health literacy. How, how do these people understand, you know, what it takes to be healthy, you know, like, you know, what are they incorporating into their life? And then you have structural violence, you know what I'm saying? So when you have these places that aren't open and you have these communities where, you know, violence is is not treated as a public health issue, it's treated as a behavior issue. Right. And, you know, so then you have these areas in which violence is very high and thus when, when it's violent, when there's a lot of violence outside, people don't go outside to exercise, don't go outside to play, they don't invest into these areas, but they're not trying to stop the violence by investing into, you know, education in these areas or anything of that sort. Or any, like, extracurricular? They're trying any to add extra school? policing and extra right. policing from the, a system that already is, is not trusted in these areas and has a history of, you know what I'm saying, not being trusted in these areas, it's not going to fix the problem. So how can I, you know, become a resource for these areas in terms of, like, you know, trying to do something to put some sort of change and some sort of, you know, shift into the areas around me and into the, you know, city I love so much. So it's just, but I can only do that by rapping good enough that people want to hear what I'm talking about and I can talk about stuff like this more often. No, but I think that's incredible. I think it's amazing. And I think that it's so... It's such honorable, altruistic work mm. and such, such a pure place that you're coming from, man. I think that's so important. And I think that's so commendable and so amazing. And, I, and I'm, I'm really, I'm glad that there's people like you. Oh, you know what I mean? I mean it. I mean thanks. it. I think we need more people God. like this because everything you just mentioned, everything from the food deserts to like the fact that you're right, people are afraid to go exercise or get out of the house. People don't know about health literacy. There's, and, you know, certainly like, a lack of certainly the schools closing. I right. mean, that's an enormous one. Lack of extracurricular activities because I know it sounds very cliche, but it really is true. Like, if there's things for kids to do after school, that does make an impact. The worst thing is idle time. Like when you right. have when there's nothing to do, I'm gonna find. Because even me being younger, when there was nothing to do, I was gonna find something to do, and I sure. most likely wasn't finding good things to do. <laughs> no, you feel yeah. me? that's just the reality. And it's like when you close these schools down, or you're you know you're taking funding like. From these schools to another school or something like that, like what does that say? What does that make you? What what do I feel about where I'm going? You right. know, where my school is not upkept or whatever. Or I don't have certain things these other schools have. Um, you know, and what does that say that? How, how, what does that say that the city feels about my community? Like, you know, right. if, I, if you don't think, if you don't value me, I'm not gonna be one to just up and you know. I'm, I'm 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 psychologically less likely to value myself if I if I look around and I don't see no, nothing you know like that shows like oh like we want you here so it's like how can I how can I change that and well I think that's why people have responded so positively by like to you know what Chance is doing and Chance mm-hmm. is not the only figure of course but it's like yeah. he's certainly a very visible figure and I and you've seen how many people it really means it's immeasurable what his contributions mean to the city yeah. and the impact it's having on people. Oh, without a question, man. Chance is the blueprint, man, right now, just of how to 
trying to make a shift. Like you can't, chance can't do no wrong, man. Chance for mayor, man. But like, sure. you feel me? Uh, <laughs> but it's it's dope, man. Uh, just to know that he's invested in the community that in the communities that he's a part of, you know. And um, and you know, it's not like he's trying to change everything or he's trying to shift everything or whatever. Right. Like it's just like, what? Just do your part. What can you do to help? Right. Um, you know, and when you have that attention, you know. And the thing is, like, one thing I do want to stress though is like. Everyone doesn't is not obligated to be political. Like everyone isn't obligated to be like super in like if because if you're not gonna do it and invest your time in it, right? You don't have to do it. Like some some people that's not their focus. Like right. there's some musicians who make music for people to have fun with, and that is just as powerful as somebody talking about police brutality. Because if I, I'm not trying to listen to you know you know and this me 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 someone who writes like crazy, I'm not trying to listen to. Um, somebody talk about you know how bad a situation is all the time or right. so much introspective stuff. Sometimes I want to just hear Valet rap over and over again. You feel me? Like <laughs> right? Like sometimes because that makes me feel good. You That's know? why they like, book like Andrew WK at Riot Fest like every year. Sometimes probably, people just want like probably. big dumb fucking rock anthems. Like sometimes know? I just want jams to make me feel good. Like right. And I play like you know a lot of these other artists a lot. Like I really like Valet. I think he's, he is he's, so. This is gonna be his hot. year. That two sixteens verse is the hottest verse of the year, and the year just started. Like, right, we're like six days in. The verse is so, like, but it's like I don't want Valet to rap about you know like stuff I rap about. I don't. That's not what I listen to Valet for. I listen to Valet for pure heat. And that's what I want. Like some people want to like force stuff upon people, and it's like let them be them, you know. Right. Uh, and I kind of like the terrible situation. Shout out Valet, by the way. <laughs> no, but I mean, you're bringing up a ton of great points, and and you know, talking about the music you're writing, you know, last time we talked, you brought up this idea that you're kind of putting down like four song ideas a day, give or take. Is that yeah. still the case? Yeah. Yeah. So. And I believe it because it's like you look at your SoundCloud and how much work you already have out there, and that's just the work you've published. It's yeah. it's believable. Uh, you've been dropping some new tracks lately. One of them co- is called uh, Shy's Interlude. Another yeah. one called Good Cops. Are those like part of a larger body? Or are those just standalones? Yeah. So those are actually um, from the last twenty twenty compilation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was off the last project Uno, which like. When we dropped it, it came around South by and there was other stuff, so there was a lot going on. But uh, it kind of gave that new life. But those are like, those are older songs that kind of, I just felt needed more attention. Yeah, but I think they got it with those new videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The videos the videos are dope. Shout out John LaVert, man. That's my, my guy um, that we're able to kind of work in, really get these ideas out how we wanted them to. Um, so yeah, those are dope. But as for like new music, like that's old. Like all the 2018 is all straight. New raps, it's it's exciting. Um, yeah, and I want to ask you about that in a second, but I just on the on the uh, the twenty twenty hours, right? That's, mm-hmm. Okay, I want to make sure I'm getting that right. Yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty hour, like there, you put out this little like five minute documentary, I mm-hmm. think a couple months back, mm-hmm. and you called it a thesis statement. I just thought that's not a question. I just thought that was a really great description. Oh. <laughs> I'd never heard somebody call their like you know an album or an EP or something like that. But you said that, that was really it basically sounded like that was your like. This is my artistic statement. Yeah, it's like an introduction to kind of like understand like who I am in a sense as right. I plan for this new project. Like this is kind of more of a, uh, like it's kind of a more of a full di- deeper dive in. Um, 
And uh, that's why I was able to spread out that the way it was through the EPs and stuff like that. But this next one is really like a full introduction into to who I am, I sense. But if you listen to the 2020 hour, like, you kind of get a glimpse of that, I think. Absolutely. You definitely do. And, you, you know, talking about this larger project, is that going to be the Delacrum 2? Yeah. I know yeah, that's been in the works for a while, right? Yeah, I've been trying to do that since I was, like, 17. So the first one came out when I was, like, 17. Then I went away from school, and then Delacrum 2 turned into, like, other 40 different concepts that one of them became the 2020 hour. So that's, like, not like a throwaway project, but it's, like... It, it's the lead up. It's the lead up. Like it wasn't the actual thing. So um yeah, so I'm really excited about that. We like 60-70% done and this is pretty exciting cuz like I've been trying to like a lot of these ideas that I've been trying to get out since I was like 16, 17 or even before then things that I couldn't really speak on then that I could speak on now and stuff like that that is like like to kind of be able to actually like bring some of this to fruition is pretty dope. So I'm pretty excited about that. Hopefully it's not trash. No, it's not going to be trash. <laughs> and you know with the work going into that versus stuff that was on your EPs, like, were there bigger concepts or different concepts that you thought would only work in the framework of this larger album? Oh, yeah, without a question. Um, it's a bunch of songs that, like, it's some songs on here that's, like, a year old or whatever. It's some songs on 2020 that's, like, two, three years old. Like, I'm, if it doesn't fit, I won't do it. Like, even now, like, I know my next, like, three projects, but I know that I don't have the resources to do them yet. Like, I don't have the... And even, like, my pen game is not where I want to be to do them yet. So, like, I have to level up each time. Um, but, you know, so there are a lot of their concepts, their ideas. They're just stuff that I just couldn't do. Like, I, I know a little more about music now, like, like composing, how to compose some stuff. Like, I have a, more ideas of, like, oh, maybe this should sound good with this, you know, before right. I just was just writing. So, um, like, even, like, diving in production and not even just, like, in terms of beat making, but actual production. Like, okay, like, I can hear a choir on this. I can hear a violin on this. I can hear whatever. Like, it's a, it's a, like, I wouldn't have been able to do that a couple of years ago. Um, and I really just kind of give that to the people around me who, like, kind of force me to be good because they're just <laughs> really, really good at what they do. So, And in some of these ideas, like whether it's bringing in a choir or just kind of like aiming higher or, or building bigger with this, is that something that you come to the studio with like soundscape with or like, like how do you put some of these ideas into action? So I do a lot of trash demos at home. Like where I'm like, especially like when I'm like singing or like singing or something, because I can't sing for real. I can hold a note, you know, la la la, la you know, I can hold a note or something, but I'm not like singing. Um, but I tend to like write a lot of stuff at home, um, or like or a lot of these like are culminated within these like four song ideas or whatever that I take pieces of and stuff. And then I go to Soundscape, I go to Soundscape, we sit down, we map out how to put it together and how to like bring my ideas to life. So, um, like in that scene, like usually. Because I'm in school, because I do way too much, like I usually don't have time to just like come to the studio and just sit and create with nothing. I have to always come in with something. Before I was coming in with full songs, but now I was coming in with full song ideas and bringing them to life. So, um, yeah, it's never, I never, I, I don't think I've ever really been in the studio where I just like pulled up and was like, hey, like not my own session. Like I've right. come to other people's stuff, like if they want to feature or whatever, and I write it on the spot or whatever. But if it's like, my song, I'm coming in with the idea of what I want to do that day. Because it also sets the vibes. Like, if the vibes are off in the studio, like, you won't get nothing done. If the vibes don't feel right, if it's too many people, if it's whatever, right. like, that could throw off the whole funk sweat. You know what I mean? So, but if I come in with an idea already, I know what I want to do, and I can set the tone of what the vibe's going to be like in that place for that day, and it helps a lot. I think I saw in one of your videos, like, you were talking about, like, you don't need 
like 50 extra people in the studio. Like if you're not doing, if you're not contributing, you don't like, need them in Yeah, there. I mean, like it's cool, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we in the studio, we lit, we tea, but what it like, what, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we, you just taking up space, it get hot sometimes. Like you taking sure. up space, my guy, like it can get mad <laughs> toasty in there, like what's your own? Like, I don't know, it's, it's just like all my friends do stuff or all my, I trust my friend's ear or my judgment. I don't have yes men, so people would tell me, no, that's trash, my guy. Like, you know, like... I have people who genuinely um, want to see me succeed, so like it's cool for them to be in there. But like, if I'm in a session with forty people, like, and twenty of them are just there to be there, like, just to check in on Instagram. You know what I'm saying, like, yeah, yeah just yeah. to snap me that they're there in a session. Like, what, what, what does that do for you artistically? Like, it doesn't add to your energy. It doesn't. That's right. draining. And I'm not a, I don't know, I'm not not type of person where I don't need much. I've never really been big on like. Like I guess clout Like I don't really need Like I don't need People to be around For me to be cool Like I'm okay Like it's I think fine. your work Speaks for itself though It's like you've put out Already Such a strong Output You know And, and you have this Kind of like master You know Like your graduate project Let's call it Like if, yeah. if 2020 Is like your thesis This is gonna be like Your graduate project But yeah. it's like even before you have that out, I think you've already let the work speed for itself. Oh, thank you. you. Know? I'm, I'm trying to. Lord knows I'm trying. So no, I'm you are, sure man. You're, you're, you're doing a lot. So so 2018, you're going to be graduating in a couple months. You yes, have uh, um, De La Creme 2 yes. on deck. What else is ahead of you for the year? I'm just trying to really get some tour stuff. I'm going to tour. I, I speak things into existence. I'm going to tour, man. We're going to make that happen. Um, some festivals or something. We're going to make that happen. Um but definitely, really, the main focus is getting this project out the way I want it to, get it to sound the way I want it to, finishing school so I can send my degree to my mom's house. Yeah. Because it's not, I don't need it. I'm sending it to her house. It don't got to come to me. Um, <laughs> but I think those are the two biggest things, man, and just, you know, staying alive to see another year. Like, like everything else, you know, like, I really want to, you know, tour, and I feel like I'm going to do that. I really want to... Um, you know, do some you know festivals. I feel like I'm I'm, I'm gonna do that. Um, I, mean, I think you're yeah. in a good place, man. Yeah, yeah. I really do. Thank I you. think you've got the work, you've got the drive, you've got the team now, and I think a lot of elements are in your favor. Yeah, yeah. It should be a a, a pretty interesting year to say the least, man. I'm just uh, excited that one I made it to the year, and two that we can keep things rolling, man. So. Man, I'm excited to see everything that's coming up for you, man. Uh, yeah, thank you. I'm really glad we've gotten to do this twice now. Yeah. Um, like I said, I just saw a lot of things happening for you. And even though we hadn't had you on a full year back, and mm. I don't always bring people back within like less than a year, but yeah. it just felt like there were so many new things going on that I felt like, man, we're going to have a totally different conversation, man. And I really appreciate you coming yeah, no, out here, man. man. No, once again, thank you for having me. Hopefully by this time next year, you'll feel the exact same way. <laughs> no, I can't wait to do the third interview in like eight months or 14 yeah. months or something like that. Like when we're talking with, when we're actually, you know, when I've listened to De La Creme, yeah. you know, we sit down at like the listening party or something with yeah, my mobile recorder. That'll be an interesting conversation, I'm hoping. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it, man. And really, like I said, you've got, I think you're working with great people, like huge love to the closed sessions team. Mm-hmm. I've known those guys forever, and and they just man, they're having a great year. They're yeah, yeah. they're only working with like the best talent. So I think that's a great place for you to be. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Definitely, dude. Man, appreciate it. Fem dot. Thank you, man. Oh, Looking man, forward to seeing man. what's next. Word, word, word. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at dynastypodcast.com. for the dynamic dynasty. 
dynasty descend.